We present a special festive edition of I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to a special Christmas edition of I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. Many of today's Christmas customs are based on earlier rituals. The traditional flaming Christmas pudding, for example, dates back to the 17th century, when a form of stiff porridge was made containing plums, preserved quinces, lemon peel, ox blood, and grated pig livers, all bound together with goose fat. <laughs> no wonder they set fire to it. <laughs> As it was prepared, children would be treated to a lick of the mixing bowl on what was known as stir-up Sunday, that being the day before throw-up Monday. <laughs> we still also have the tradition of eating mince pies, dating back to the last century. So be careful to check the sell-by dates. <laughs> but of all traditions, no Christmas would be complete without a great big turkey that seems to last forever. <laughs> Contributing to this one... Please welcome on my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And on my right, Timbrook Taylor and Jeremy Hardy. And, and please welcome our lovely scorer, who'll be doing her stuff flat out on the desk next to me, the ever-delightful Samantha. Right. We start with a game called Complete Crackers. In this game, the teams will attempt to provide punchlines to terrible jokes, just like they do in all the others. <laughs> OK, teams, here are the beginnings of some well-known Christmas cracker jokes, to which I'd like you to provide amusing punchlines. <laughs> Graham, what do, you, what do you get if you cross a cowboy with an octopus? Uh, you get butch cuttlefish and the Sundance <laughs> squid. <laughs> Very nearly right. Uh. Billy the squid is the answer. So Tim, close. now, why do cows have bells? Because if they had balls, they'd be bulls. <laughs> Sorry, Mummy. The answer is because their horns don't work. <laughs> Jeremy, what has a bottom at the top? Um, Robin Cook. The answer, of course, is a leg. Barry, what do you call a woman who balances... <laughs> what do you call a woman who balances glasses of lager on her nose? Darling. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Beatrix. Oh, Don't blame me. Graham, why did the skeleton refuse to go to the disco? Because he was dead. <laughs> because he had no body to dance with. Oh. This is really depressing me, I tell you. <laughs> when is it unlucky to see a black cat? When it's driving a truck straight at you. <laughs> <laughs> or when you're a mouse. That's true, that's true. Jeremy, what do you get if you eat too many Christmas decorations? A Yule Logs. <laughs> The answer is tinselitis. <laughs> Barry, what's the difference between an elephant and a biscuit? A biscuit always forgets. 
My answer is you can't dunk an elephant in your tea. <laughs> Graham, what should you do if you find a rhino sleeping in your bed? Brace yourself. <laughs> the answer is sleep somewhere else. <laughs> See the point of that? And finally, Jeremy, what do you get if you put a sheep in the sauna? A Welsh leisure centre. The answer is a woolly sweater. The teams, the teams are going to sing for us now in a festive edition of one song to the tune of another. The accompaniment will be provided by Colin Sell, who I was interested to read as something of a reputation for his funk music arrangements. According to my copy of The Arts Guardian, if it's a good dance rhythm you want, you can always rely on Colin Sell to funk it up. <laughs> And Colin will be accompanied by Mick Hutton on bass and Adrian McIntosh on drums. <laughs> Graham, will you start, please? I'd like you to sing the words of the Bee Gees' Surfing USA to the tune of While Shepherds Watch Their Flocks by Night. <laughs> if everybody had an ocean across the USA then everybody be surfing like California you'd see them wearing their baggies who are rachi sandals too a bushy bushy blonde hairdo surfing USA Your turn Barry Barry would you please sing the words of A Whiter Shade of Pale to the tune of The Holly and the Ivy We skip the light fandango turn cartwheels cross the floor I was feeling kind of seasick, but the crowd called out for more. The room was humming harder as the ceiling flew away. And we called out for another drink. The waiter brought a tray. And so it was that later, as the miller told his tale, that her face at first just ghostly turned a whiter shade of pain. Okay, it's you now, Jeremy. Would you please sing the words of When I'm Cleaning Windows to the tune of O Little Town of Bethlehem? <laughs> Suits me a window cleaner, you would 
be if you could see what I can see when I am cleaning windows. Finally, Tim. Turned out nice again. Tim, would you please sing the words of Hit Me With Your Rhythm Stick? To the tune of Ding Dong Merrily on Home. In the deserts of Sudan and the gardens of Japan, from Milan to Yucatan, every woman, every man, hit me with your rhythm stick, hit me, hit me, Vineyards of Bordeaux Eskimo Above all move Their bodies to Rome Hit me with your rhythm stick Hit me with your rhythm Right, the teams are going to display their acting skills next in a seasonal version of Sound Shiraz. This is based on the old TV favourite Give Us a Clue, where players had to mime to titles given to them on cards by Chairman Michael Aspel. The undisputed mime master was Lionel Blair, who used to get quite emotional at times. Who can never forget the tear of pleasure in his eyes as he bent over the chairman's desk to receive a man called Horse? <laughs> The original game was conducted in complete silence. So is this version, usually. <laughs> OK, Barry and Graham, you can start. The title of your festive charade will shortly be relayed to our studio audience via the laser display board. <laughs> While for our listeners at home... Oh, it says here, listener at home. That's better. <laughs> Here's the mystery voice. Babes in the wood. Babes in the wood. A uh, theatrical presentation in four words. Oi, yeah? where's that talking pig? He's in the forest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, talking pig in the forest. Mm. Yep. Groundhog um, Day. No, it's four words. Um, is there another word for a pig coming to it, like a hog or a... a well, how many talking pigs do you know by name? Um... Babe? Um... <laughs> ah, oh, but, but not the babe in the film. Babe in the city? Well, that's not... <laughs> babe in the forest. Two babes. Babes in the world. <laughs> Here's a further title going up for you, Tim and Jeremy, and here's the mystery voice for listeners at home. Miracle on 34th Street. Miracle on 34th Street. Wait, it's a film. Four words. 
I think it was, yeah. was there a book as well? Anyway, it's a film, Probably, definitely. Yeah. And it goes somewhere like this. Where are we? Oh, somewhere between 33rd and 35th Street. <laughs> oh! Now, there's a pub along here. Fancy a drink, Barry? Cryer, that is. No, no, not for me, thanks. <laughs> Uh, relevant, the, uh, the, the streets you mentioned. The, the yeah. street, yeah. very specific. 34th Street. Yeah. An amazing occurrence on 34th Street. <laughs> Something you would hardly believe. I find this very offensive, incidentally. <laughs> Stick with the theme of impossibility. A miracle. Yeah. The next game is the old favourite called Cheddar Gorge, which is but one of many games taking their names from famous places. There's another called Helsinki, a Chinese game that involves shouting from a leaky boat. <laughs> there's, also, there's also Paris, Texas, which involves going to a DIY store on Eurostar. And a seasonal favourite is one called Santa Cruz, where the players dress up as Father Christmas and take a walk on Clapham Common. <laughs> the object of Cheddar Gores is for the teams to construct a sentence with players providing one word each at a time, but without ever completing the sentence. If I judge that a full stop has been reached, you'll hear this, <laughs> as Samantha tweaks my horn. So if you're, if you're already teams, I'd like you please to construct a sentence on the subject of a letter to Father Christmas. Barry, will you start, please? Dear Santa Claus, I would love to have a special edition of a signed copy of the first record which was ever made by the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> Who made it once upon a time long long <laughs> ago comma although <laughs> popes often try to hard <laughs> in the vicinity of the vatican back home in <laughs> leafy <laughs> Verdant Rome, where no. they often vote Santa <laughs> into the Knesset. <laughs> it's now time to play the game called Mornington Crescent. <laughs> the first. First, I noticed from the small mountain on my desk this week that we've been sent a scale model of Kilimanjaro. <laughs> it comes from a Mrs. Trellis of North Wales, <laughs> along with this seasonal message. Dear Rolf, <laughs> they say a dog isn't just for Christmas. How true. You can use it for sandwiches all through January. <laughs> Yours sincerely, Mrs. Trellis. Now on with the game teams, which today will take the form of an exhibition match played 
to Bethlehem rules, in which the teams will try to reach Mornington Crescent via the most festive route possible. Tim, will you start? Leighton Orient. <laughs> Pudding Lane. Yeah, that's good. Surprisingly good. Um, Shepherd's Bush. <laughs> Angel. New Cross. Gold Hawk Road. Mary Lebone. <laughs> Leicester Square. <laughs> Moorgate. Birdcage Walk. You can't be serious. Wait. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. It's and good. they were sore afraid, Avenue. <laughs> well, you're not taking this game seriously. All right. Yeah, come on. Merton Park. That's better. Tinsel Rise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, St John's Wood. Yes, right. Mornington Crescent. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> OK, we have a special treat now, something that's known in broadcasting circles as a landmark event. The game is a celebrity version of What's My Line, the erstwhile popular TV show, where panellists try to guess the occupation of a guest who could reply to questions only with yes or no. So, for example, if the answers to the questions, do you like meeting people, does your job require a lot of training, and do you know anything at all about hi-fi, were all no, then the guest was obviously a sales assistant in Dixon's. <laughs> In our version of the game, the team must attempt to guess the profession of a mystery guest celebrity. And our mystery guest celebrity is Mr. Alan Titchmarsh. Now, Alan, before the team's tried to establish precisely what it is you're doing for a living... <laughs> ..perhaps we can assist them by finding out a little bit about you. Uh, how tall are you, would you say? Five foot nine. Hmm. <laughs> when you go out uh, on the town, do you go for wine or beer? Beer at lunchtime, wine at night. Uh. You mean you go out on the town twice a day? <laughs> mostly, <laughs> mostly, most days. Uh, a fashion question now, Alan. Pants or boxers? <laughs> uh, pants. Pants. Inside or outside? <laughs> Inside. Do you like uh, contemporary pop or traditional jazz? Traditional jazz. Do you like that better than contemporary pop? Oh, yes. Hip-hop or jungle? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Most interesting. Right, I'll shortly be asking Alan to perform a brief mime of his occupation, but before I do, here's the mystery voice for listeners at home. Alan is a gardener. Alan is a gardener. OK. OK, Alan, would you perform your mime for us now, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. OK, Jeremy uh, I thought that was only legal in Holland. <laughs> 
depends whether you use ping pong balls or not. <laughs> Graham and Mary, uh, would you start now asking Alan your questions? And if you get a no, then Tim and Jeremy should take over. Right. Um, I notice you're, you're very smartly dressed, although you did take your boots off as you came in. Um, do you normally dress like that in your work? No. Oh. <laughs> Anything to do with Hello magazine? No. Shot in the dark. Oh, very difficult. Do you kill people for money? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> it says here, continue questioning until someone guesses. Um. <laughs> So if, right. you, if you can tune in again next week. Can I? <laughs> what, what do you do for a living? <laughs> and give, give them a clue, because I think they're uh, lost. Water features sometimes in my career, and I could feel a right Charlie, especially on a cold morning when... <laughs> when the perks are more obvious. <laughs> Go on, Graham. No, combined with um, your name, which is not very usual, I wonder if you belong to that group of people with rather curious names like Bob Flowerdew and Pippa Greenstreet and Fred Loads and Bill Sourbutts. <laughs> Are you, in fact, a hobbit? <laughs> no. Oh. Would I be right in saying... Uh, Game shows were involved here. No. I wouldn't be right. No. Um, is your work in any way artistic or creative? Yes. So it's nothing to do with television, then? <laughs> <laughs> he works in television, something to do with creativity. Now, are you a creative person in your own right, or are you Melvin Bragg? <laughs> no. Are you in a hurry to get anywhere? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> um, I wonder if I'm going in the right direction here. My garden is a light, lonely <laughs> soil, which is host to uh, many of the rarer species of native uh, flora and indeed fauna. What mix of concrete should I use to get <laughs> a smooth, even effect? No. I think we've got it, though, haven't we? What have you written there? Rubber. Oh. <laughs> Go on, Graham. Are you a gardener, by any chance? Yes! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Alan Titchfield. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I notice it's very nearly the end of the show, but there's just time for our Christmas quiz. And this year it's the What's the Christmas Question quiz, where I provide the answers to the Christmas quiz while the teams try to guess what the Christmas questions were. And note, teams, this has a Christmas theme. My ever-faithful quiz researcher, Samantha, has selected the questions and we'll be totting up the scores on this one. Actually, there's exciting news, as Samantha tells me she's been asked to appear in Countdown's Dictionary Corner. She said all she has to do is sit with her legs under a desk covered with reference books and open them for Richard Stilgo to get his nose stuck in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay, teams, these are the answers, but what were the questions? Graham, what question prompted this answer? They're all birds. How do the Bee Gees sing so high? <laughs> and the question is, what are the first seven gifts from my true love have in common? Right, Barry now, here's the answer. What's the question? An artificial spider. What did Robert the Bruce practice with? <laughs> you should know the real answer to this. What is often seen on Ukrainian Christmas trees? Oh. <laughs> Tim, here's an answer for you now. What's the question? They hide their brooms. How does the BBC stop Anne Robinson and Vanessa Feltz going out at night? <laughs> That's the nearest we're likely to get. What do, they, what do they do in Norway on Christmas Eve to prevent witches riding off? Really? God. That'd be interesting. <laughs> Jeremy, here's your answer. What's the question? Six geese are laying. Um, what goes honk, 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 oh baby? <laughs> the answer, of course, is what was the first gift my true love sent on the sixth day of Christmas? Here's some answers for anyone to provide questions to. Hot cockles. What do men get from wearing electric pantles? <laughs> yes? Well, the answer is what gay... This is a ridiculous... What game popular at Christmas during medieval times involved hitting a blindfolded player who had to guess the identity of the hitter? What fun. <laughs> One more. Tiny Tim. What do you think of this, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> well, the real answer is, who said, God bless us, everyone? Should be God help us everywhere. <laughs> well, as the father of Christmas of time gleefully reads the cards of destiny in the telephone box of eternity, <laughs> I notice. I notice it's the end of the show. We'll be back in the new year for more of the same. So, from the team, Samantha and myself, it's goodbye. <laughs> Deborah Taylor, Barry Cryer, Graham Garden and Jeremy Hardy were being given festive things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sal setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson and the producer was John Naismith. And as you heard, Hum from the teams will be back for the more of the same next year. In the